You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Wednesday, May the 5th. Uh, Happy Cinco de Mayo today, uh, for those of you celebrating. And that's why uh, Jimmy's got the uh, Mexicano uh, flag. Uh, in his background, in his backdrop today uh, on the Ice Guys show. For those of you, of course, that are watching on YouTube, that is live or archived. If you're listening to the podcast, you're wondering what the hell we're talking about. But yes, Jimmy has a Mexican flag uh, in the background of his shot uh, as we record this show. Uh, we got a big Wednesday slate, one of those weird weeks where there's actually more games on a Wednesday than there are on a Tuesday, which doesn't often happen, but it is today. Uh, Jimmy Murphy with me. We'll get right into it. We'll start with Nashville, Columbus. Uh, first game on the uh, rotation order of this Wednesday night slate. Nashville, currently minus 175 road favorites. Total five shaded to the over. Uh, it's very simple for the Nashville Predators. A win tonight and a regulation loss for the Dallas Stars uh, against Tampa Bay. And we'll be talking about the Nashville Predators clinching a playoff spot. It's very simple. So uh, you would expect focus for this Predators team. Uh, they got the uh, job done in overtime against Columbus, although we warned you, Uh, Columbus wouldn't make that game very easy uh, for the Nashville Predators the way they've played lately, Uh, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, The effort was pretty solid overall, but the uh, uh, Predators uh, prevail. Uh, The Predators have earned a point, by the way, in 19 of their last 25 games, 18-6-1 during that run. That's the run that has gotten this team basically uh, into the playoffs. So uh, we'll uh, definitely uh, take a uh, take a look and see uh, what that means. But uh, definitely that means that's what's given them the edge to uh, make the playoffs here. Uh, this great run that Nashville's been on. And really it's because they finally said, you know what, Pecorine, we're sitting you down. We're going to roll with UC Soros for all these games. Look, getting Matias Ekholm from injury uh, back in the lineup, among others, Ellis as well. That's helped strengthen the blue line. You know, and they've had the, uh, some spark plugs offensively step up for them, including Eli Tolvanen, the young Finn, uh, for this Nashville team. So uh, then to give them credit. Sissons has been an offensive force lately as well. Um, they've just played their best hockey at the right time, and a team that we were all leaving for dead about a couple of months ago. Here they are, a win and a Dallas regulation loss away from uh, making the uh, playoffs here in this one. The total is five, five and a half, depending on where you shop. Certainly, I'm not looking at an under with a total that low. It could stay under. You are talking about two teams that probably prefer a lower scoring game, but I just can't touch an under when it's a, when there's fives out there like there is for this game. And Nashville, certainly, you're seeing, Jimmy, lately, these teams that are like a win away from clinching a playoff spot, they're getting the job done. They're really putting their foot down and getting it done. So, look, I was kind of interested in Columbus and the draw the other night. I'm probably not quite as interested in that tonight. So probably a game I'm going to end up being uh, not involved with from a betting standpoint. So I'll pass on it. What do you think, Jimmy? Nashville, Columbus. 
you know what? Like, I, and I have a bigger theory on that. What you're saying there, I've noticed that as well. That you know, these teams are really just not taking their foot off the pedal. They want to get it done right away. You know, and I, I think that, you know it's from both ends, from the team that's on the, uh, you know, that wants to clinch, and also the team that's playing them. That is, you know, when it's a team that's out of it, like Columbus. Look, we we've talked about it how many times how grueling this season has been. Right. I mean, how physically and mentally grueling this has been for these players. Right. So obviously now you have a chance to make it all worth it. I mean, you know, I think a playoff berth this year feels a lot bigger than it has in the past just because of everything these teams have gone through just to get to this point. Of course, they want to win the Stanley Cup. That's the ultimate goal. But just to get to this point and be able to do that and at least say at least we can go home with something and say that that this was worth it. And on the flip side. You got the other teams that, eh, whatever. I mean, they might just be like, hey, I just want to get the hell out of this season. I just want to start spending time with my family, uh, getting back to normal, getting my vaccine shot, doing things I couldn't do before. So, yeah, it's. I think the mental aspect of that whole dynamic has changed completely. So that's a great point by you to bring that up. And that's why I'm coming right out of the gate. Jimmy Puckline, let's go. Nashville Predators, uh, minus one and a half. They clinch tonight. And I don't have the numbers, but I heard him this morning earlier, but it's worth taking a gander out if you get a chance, everyone, is that Saros's numbers during that stretch that you mentioned are insane. And he's not even getting any mention for the Vesna. I mean, there's not a lot of people talking about him for the Vesna. There isn't. And I think it's because he didn't start the he had he took he waited so long for him to get the starting job. I think that's what's penalizing him. In the yeah. eyes of many, and why not many are talking about it because he's not been a full season start to finish number Kinda one. Kind of like game. Bennington a couple of years back, right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's what's yeah. done it. But he's been one of the better goalies in the league from like February or March onward. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, kudos to him. Uh, and good. that's a tough thing, too, right? Because this is a guy who's been a backup being for a while and now finally. You know, he's getting his chance in, in, in the most unusual circumstances and he's making the best of it. So kudos to him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's one guy to keep an eye on, though, for Columbus, uh, Bemstrom. Uh, they have high hopes for him. He played really well the other night. Talk about a guy maybe to sprinkle a player prop or two on points or score a goal. Definitely Emil Bemstrom here for this uh, Jackets team. So uh, late, you know, getting more minutes, too, because that's what Torts is doing. That's what coaches do when their team's out of the playoff mix. They're going to experiment. They're going to give some younger guys some more ice time, more responsibility, more opportunity, essentially. And Bemstrom, one of those guys lately for the uh, Jackets. So uh, that's definitely something to keep an eye on as well. Uh, next game, we've got the uh, Dallas Stars taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Tampa Bay minus 160, uh, home favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the under uh, in this one. Uh, Jimmy said that Nashville um, is in the playoffs if they win. Not quite because they need a regulation loss for Dallas, but that could very well happen because what have we seen from Dallas? They've had t- trouble all season long against Tampa. Florida and Carolina, the three best teams in the division. That's exactly why they are uh, where they are in the standings, probably not making the playoffs. They've basically got to win as many as they can run the table just about and hope Nashville loses out. That's, that's where we're at for Dallas. So look, there's going to be some people saying it's a must win for Dallas. How big can the belief be in that room to be honestly, that they can pull this off right now. It's almost like a needle in a haystack at this point, that they come back and make the playoffs with Nashville only needing the one win and Dallas having a win out. And Tampa Bay doesn't look like they're resting guys or they're they're going full bore, it looks like, down the stretch. Because think about it. They're battling Florida. They're not going to catch Carolina at this point for first in the division. I think Carolina is going to win the division. But uh, Tampa Bay can still get home ice away from Florida. And that second spot uh, in that division is still up for grabs. So there's still something to shoot for and aim for if you're the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, in these last few games. Uh, so we'll see if they can uh, keep it going here, uh, this uh, Lightning team uh, going into this game. Uh, Dallas, tough loss the other night. Battled the pa- uh, Panthers tough, came back from an early deficit, just losing overtime. Uh, again, Dallas 1-5 and five this season head-to-head uh, against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, you know, Tyler Sagan even in his first game back scores for Dallas and they still can't find a way uh, to win that game. So uh, frustrating stuff. No question about it for the uh, Dallas Stars losing that game uh, the other night. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay, uh, like I said, uh, it's a team that uh, bounced back with a win against Detroit after losing the first game 
uh, against Detroit on Saturday, splitting with the Red Wings. They've actually been off now for a few days, so it's a rested Tampa team. I get it. Dallas has to win, has to, to keep any little flicker of playoff hope alive, but they've just not fared well against Tampa. I can't do it. So I'm not going to lay the price with Tampa either, uh, but I'm not interested in Dallas just because they need to win tonight. I'm not on the stars here. I'm passing on this game. Uh, what do you think here, Jimmy? Stars and lightning. Yeah, I, I think it's very good reasons to pass there. And I, I think I'm going to do the same. But if I was to do something there, I would lean towards the under uh, in this game. I, it's just one of those games that seems like to me is going to be a grinder. Uh, and you just won't see too many goals uh, getting past these guys. Because, you know, Dallas is, is really going to take it to the limit there. You know, they're fighting for their lives. And then Tampa, I think, will just clamp down. And they're good at that. They're really good at it. And obviously, they've got the best goalie in the league. Uh, you know, they've got... Good defense. You look at this. Tampa's going to be tough to bet down the stretch. Anything with Tampa, I think, is going to be tough to bet down the stretch. It is. And you look at those uh, games, too, with uh, Detroit. You know, those are white-knuckler type games. You know, they're trying to ramp up defense going into the playoffs. Exactly. So it speaks to the under uh, as well in this game. No question. Minus 135. So Jimmy liking the under there. Montreal uh, and Ottawa. Uh, Next up, Montreal minus 145. Uh, road favorites, total five and a half. Uh, pretty much uh, even money here uh, with the uh, total in this one. Uh, Montreal, uh, give him credit. Cole Caulfield, <laughs> what a life he's lived the last two games. Uh, first two goals in the NHL, and they are both overtime GWGs, game-winning goals for the young kid. Uh, wow, uh, what a way to score your first two goals in the NHL to beat yeah. Ottawa in overtime and then beat the uh, vaunted Toronto Maple Leafs uh, the other night uh, in overtime. Uh, and it's just the beginning for that kid. He's going to be, he's just going to be a pure flat out finisher, pure flat out sniper, pure flat out goal scorer. That's what he's going to be. And he's just wait till he actually gets it rolling. He really hasn't even been, you know, fully prevalent on the ice for 60 minutes in these first few games he's had. Wait till he yeah, gets he's a specialist right now. He's a specialist. That's what he is. I mean, I'm trying to think back to the guy. Was it Yannick Perot who was kind of like, I'm not putting him on the level of Cole Caulfield, but a player like that where they would just use strictly in offensive situations. I forget who it was in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s. But we had players like that, and I think he's going to be like that for now. Uh, but he's unreal, and you got to just keep riding him. you got to keep riding him in the props. You have to. Yeah, you do. Um, I don't know what to do here. I mean, I definitely lean Ottawa. That's the side I would look at, but – thing that concerns me about Ottawa is they let it slip against Montreal the other night. Yeah, Caulfield to score a goal is a shoe-in bet for me tonight from a prop standpoint. You know, he, he's feeling it. That's now back-to-back games with a goal for him. He's still plus 275 to plus 350, depending on where you look, book to book, uh, to score a goal. Uh, a great price still. Uh, so I will be on that. The one thing that I can, concerns me, look, Ottawa beat Winnipeg in their last game. This Ottawa team, all they do is battle. And, and I've been so impressed with the effort and the compete level and just the buy-in from this young team, and they're only going to get better from here. But the Thomas Shabbat absence and injury definitely hurts. You are concerned about that. Uh, and Montreal has found something. And believe it or not, you got Habs fans are pretty mean, Jimmy. They really are. Um, when you see some of the shit I'm seeing from some of my Habs fan buddies of mine that I know, they're now wishing Shea Weber stays hurt, stays out because they've been winning without him the last few games. Can you believe that? They hope that he doesn't return. Now, look, well, he's had a tough season. I get it. He really has had a tough year. I understand that. But, yeah. boy, that's pretty freaking harsh. I mean, you're talking about a guy with the career he's had. Now yeah. we're winning without him. And stay, stay the hell away from the team is what some of my ab fans, ab fan yeah. friends are saying. I, being, being a New England Patriots fan, I can't exactly knock them for that. We kind of did something like that about 20 years ago. It went pretty well for us, too. But, uh, you know, I, that's all obviously in a whole nother level. But, yeah, it's in, I've stayed away from Habs Twitter for the last month. It's gotten out of control. It really has. Like, they're, they're just insane up there right now. And you can tell how – I mean, they're all locked. They're all locked up. They're all locked on lockdown, right? They, they 8 o'clock curfew and – so they're probably losing their minds, and they just need this team to keep going and make a run in the playoffs. So they're, they're going to lose it. There's going to be riots in the streets. So, yeah, I stay away from Habs Twitter these days. Yeah, I mean, it's – uh, yeah, so they, they, they've – obviously, okay, I think it's kind of coincidental that all of a sudden, you know, they put a few wins together without Weber, but it is what it is. Tatar's been out. 
Yeah. Why don't you say that about Tatar? You know, they're only saying that about Shea Weber. Uh, they've been winning. Well, without- yeah. It's because Petrie and, and the other, what's I've drawn a blank here, but what's his name are doing great since Weber yeah. was out. But you ever think guys, obviously they're doing great because they're trying to rally together because of Weber's absence. That doesn't mean they're going to get worse. Yeah. When, you know, I, I get it. It's the old Patrick Ewing theory. I'm showing my age there, but you know, I just, it, it's just an asinine concept to me. I mean, Shea Weber can do nothing but help you given the coach uses him in the right situations and he utilizes them properly. Yeah. Yeah. No question. Uh, so yeah, I, I would only look to Ottawa here. I mean, Ottawa's playing real competitive hockey and there might be something to Ottawa really wanting to get back at Montreal. They felt they probably should have beat Montreal uh, Saturday night. Remember they were up two to nothing. They lost in overtime 3-2, which was, of course, Cole Caulfield's uh, NHL first goal, first ever NHL goal to win in overtime. Mm-hmm. I, I, I might bet, bet Ottawa. I'm going to keep it small. It's not going to be best bet like it was Saturday. Um, but I still think Ottawa, they come to play against Montreal. They just do. I, I know Montreal, devil's advocate, you know, who do they want to play in the first round? Of course, them and Winnipeg neck and neck for that uh, fourth spot. Is there a situation where they prefer Toronto or they prefer Edmonton? I don't know. But uh, to me, I, I don't really factor that in to my handicap of the game too much. To me, I'm just going to look at Ottawa here at a plus price, yeah, a team that's played Montreal tough, lost to them in overtime. Uh, maybe a draw, too, because you figure it's probably going to be a close game. You could go the draw uh, option at a plus price as well. I'm going to take my chances with Ottawa. Yeah, it bothers me. Thomas Shabbat and Josh Brown are out. Uh, Hogberg probably going to be a net, but Hogberg's actually been better uh, the last few starts. I, I still like the way Ottawa plays Montreal. Uh, beat them two games, two times ago they beat them in Montreal. They should have probably beat them in Montreal Saturday night before they got into penalty trouble. Uh, so there's enough reason, I think, still for me to push toward the Ottawa side here at around plus 125, plus 130. Uh, Jimmy, what's your thoughts here? Habs and Sens. Well, you know, I've been tending to stay away from Montreal games, and that's actually what I'll do tonight just because I did make my uh, I did make my rule that I will not bet the Canadians again. But I think you said something earlier before you decided to go with Ottawa that I kind of agreed with you on, Ian, is that there is something building here right now with Montreal. There is some consistency. There is some carryover of momentum game to game that – we have not seen all season from the Montreal Canadiens, and that's something to be wary of. I, I can see what you're saying, but at the same time, I, I, there's something going on there that we haven't seen with them, and it, it bears well for Montreal. The other thing I'll say, though, with that this game um, is I see some goals going in. I really do. If I was going to do something on this, I would lean towards the over um, because Montreal's starting to open up. Montreal's starting to get some offense from the back end there. The defensemen yep. are really starting to help the forwards out a lot. So th- their offense is getting better, and it's really starting to crack. So I would lean more over because we know Ottawa's going to give up goals, and we know Ottawa's going to score goals. So you put all those elements together, it could be a very good over. This might be a buy low on the over. I, I, I could see that here because it's five and a half now. Ottawa actually has been under uh, machines lately, and even Montreal, of course they were for several weeks couple weeks at least when they were going through a really rough drought offensively it was team wide there was nobody giving them anything offensively other than Tyler Toffoli you know for a couple of weeks he's still going man what a season he's had but outside of that you know nobody else was stepping up but now we're starting to see you know Lekkonen is chipping in a little bit Suzuki has gotten it going the last few games of course Caulfield with goals now in back-to-back games that's what these guys have capability to be sec support offensive weapons for Montreal, uh, other than just Toffoli and Anderson, who've been carrying Montreal goal scoring wise most of the season. And we're starting to see that there. So the over is a good thought uh, in my mind in this game, five and a half over five and a half minus minus one ten. Uh, Anaheim and St. Louis, uh, St. Louis minus two forty uh, home favorites here. The total five and a half shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, don't know. I'm always looking scouring to see who's in net for Anaheim because the next Ryan Miller start, I'll probably be on Anaheim again. But until that happens, I will not be on Anaheim. Uh, and I think they're going to go with Gibson again. Uh, once again tonight, uh, St. Louis, not pretty the other night. They got a battle from Anaheim, but still emerged uh, as they look to cement for good uh, this playoff spot. Uh, they're going to get it anyway. It's just a matter of when exactly uh, do they clinch. But there's no doubt the Blues closing in uh, on that uh, playoff spot. Five-point lead. Uh, over the Arizona Coyotes. 
they can move basically just about to the brink of clinching that playoff spot uh, with another win here. Uh, but the Blues definitely, look, they've, they've played their best hockey when they've needed it the most. Uh, you give them credit. Uh, that is exactly why they're in the spot they're in. Ryan O'Reilly been impressive. Robert Thomas, Mike Hoffman, and Jordan Cairo recently put together line by Craig Berube, the chief, and those three guys have been been excellent lately for the Blues. Robert Thomas, who played his AHL hockey right here in my backyard, Jimmy, played for the Hamilton uh, Bulldogs, junior, I should say. They played his junior hockey here with the Bulldogs in Hamilton. Really good junior player. And now he's going to be, I think, a pretty effective NHL player as yeah. well. Hoffman, after he was in the doghouse of Berube for a bit, he's now gotten it going offensively. Kairou's had a nice season for the Blues. Uh, lots to like here with this. Uh, uh, St. Louis team offensively picking it up. Anaheim's beaten to shit on the blue line. You know, they were already without Josh Manson and Hampus Lindholm, but now you got Jamie Drysdale, the rookie, lower body injury suffered. Cam Fowler got hurt the other night, left the game. You uh, Let me see what the uh, latest status of those guys is. But boy, you're talking about a blue line that is mangled right now. Lindholm's still out. Uh, it looks like uh, Manson's out. And now it looks like... Uh, that looks like Camp Fowler's good to go. That's the good news. And Drysdale. So they avoid something significant with those two guys. They are expected to play tonight for Anaheim on a blue line that really could have been shorthanded significantly if they didn't get either of those guys back tonight. But uh, Bennington and Nett, we don't know yet for Anaheim. Uh, I'm passing on the game, but uh, uh, St. Louis probably does get the win here. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Ducks taking on the Blues. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with another puck line here. St. Louis, I think you're right. It's inevitable that they're going to get it. Uh, you know, and they haven't exactly done it. It hasn't looked pretty, but they have really turned it on. And, you know, more often than not, they're winning these days. And I, I just like the pressure we're seeing from them to get this done right now. So uh, give me the puck line there. All right, liking the uh, Blues on the uh, puck line here, minus one and a half uh, for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Yeah, the Blues have their own injuries, uh, as Johnny mentions in the chat. It, it, you can't ignore those. Gunnarsson, of course, out for the season. We knew that for a while. Tarasenko's out again now. Krug, of course, on the blue line. Vince Dunn on the blue line. Sammy Blay, who's an effective depth forward for them, all injured for the Blues. So they're they're shorthanded as well, but they're still finding ways to win. And uh Again, you should be able to find a way to win still against Anaheim, who've obviously had a tough year. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights, Minnesota Wild. I mean, I said it on Twitter to our loyal viewer and uh, listener, uh, Terry Edelman. Uh, does he, is he breathing? Is he alive? Does he have a pulse still? After witnessing what he did with his Wild last night in the uh, unbelievable comeback against Vegas uh, the other night, uh, the rematch tonight in mini, uh, even money. Both sides in this one, the total five and a half across the board. Just an incredible job by the Minnesota Wild. I mean, they're never out of a game these days. For you know, it, the 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 transformation of Minnesota from this boring, plodding, pathetic offensive team for years, stale, nothing exciting about watching Minnesota Wild hockey for the better part of the last twenty years. This year, it's the polar opposite. They have game breakers. They have playmakers. They have guys that have great vision on the ice. They see the ice well. When there's an open man and a play to be made, they get the puck there. They make the good decisions with the puck. They have guys that have elite finishing ability now on this team. When you talk about, obviously, Kirill the Thrill Kaprizov, who's going to win the Calder, who's had been amazing. When you talk, Victor Rask's been an effective center for them. Zuccarello's been healthy, and he's chipped in very nicely. And, of course, you've got Kevin Fiala. He's the other main catalyst for this team offensively aside from Kaprizov uh, he's just been absolutely sensational uh, since they got him from Nashville um, he's, he's been everything the wild was we're hoping for a top legit top six punch offensively from him it's just an exciting hockey team it's nothing like any wild team we've seen before we've had to deal with years of boring drabby uh, snorefest hockey under Mike Yo and then Jacques Lemaire if you want to go way back in time uh, to the early days of the Minnesota Wild. Uh, and it's now a completely different type of team. They're exciting. They can score. They have a quick strike offense. When have you ever used the term, Jimmy, quick strike offense and the Minnesota Wild uh, in the same sentence? Just haven't for years. It just hasn't been that way. Uh, but that is the way it is right now with the Minnesota yeah. Wild. It, it, you know, I don't know if you can bet on GM of the year odds. I'm not sure if you can. Bill Guerin. Could be a good long shot, man. Nobody's he's done like, good. He's done an amazing job. 
Seriously, yeah. it's kind of an underrated story. I'm sure he's not going to win it, but that's a that's quite an underrated story in the NHL. I mean, you know, I know Terry Edelman's been hyping these guys up, but like they don't get enough hype. I think this team's fun to watch. Yeah, and and their blue line is good enough too. I mean, you've yeah. got Dumba, you've got Suter, you've got Jared Spurgeon, Brodeen. You know, you've got some solid uh, back enders they, there. They've got the a good line. combination of skill and kind of lunch pill guys. You know what I mean? They do. They they do. They've got a good blue line. They've got mobile puck movers on that yep. blue line. They've got guys that can st- be sound uh, in their own zone. They've got a little bit of a physical quotient with a couple of their uh, defensemen as well. But it's 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 the offense that's doing that's put Minnesota in a different stratosphere than they've been in years past. And t- Terry, I know I've been ripped. I've ripped the Wild in years past, but they deserve to be ripped in years past. You know the Boudreaux teams underachieved, and I and I love Bruce. Bruce does. Bruce is one of those great characters. He's doing a nice job on television now for the NHL Network this year. We we like Bruce, and he's a pretty good coach. Uh, but unfortunately for him, it was always regular season, and that was it. You know, in terms of success, he'd have, and, and for some reason, the, the the message wasn't resonating there. Uh, of course, the Mike Yo years were a disaster. Uh, for the most part, well, again, offense was always an issue, and now they've got legitimate offensive weapons and legitimate top tier talent, skill, and ability. You know, these, this is upper echelon skill level now uh, on this Minnesota Wild, and you couldn't have said that for the longest time with this team. So that's why they're a different team. That's why now they're among the top teams in their division, and to be honest, in the conference right now, uh, with the way they're playing. But can they beat the Vegas Golden Knights two games in a row? A Vegas team that's going to be thoroughly cheesed off that they lost that game the other night to the Minnesota Wild in the final few minutes. However, Pacioretty uh, ruled out tonight for the uh, Golden Knights. So, uh, definitely going to be missed uh, in that lineup tonight. Uh, won't be in the lineup. He's day-to-day, uh, so we'll see. And it's going to be a second straight game out. He missed the uh, first game against Minnesota uh, a couple days ago. But you would expect Vegas to be pretty damn pissed and bring that kind of uh, mentality to the ice tonight uh, against Minnesota. However, Minnesota's been good at home. They're playing great hockey overall. They've played good at home against Vegas over the years. So I get the revenge spot. It's it's two sides I don't want to go against tonight in this spot, in this game. So I'm just going to go with over the total. We've seen high-scoring games with these teams. We see Minnesota has just been uh, an over-machine lately with no adjustment at all in their totals. They've been five and a half game in and game out just going to stick with it five and a half to the over here with the uh, golden knights in the wild if it ain't broke don't fix it i'm back on the over with the minnesota wild like i've been for the last several games jimmy what do you think here should be a good one golden knights and wild yeah count me in as well here uh and i'm gonna do actually two plays on this give me the uh the over total and then the over in the first period as well all right so a double up here over first period one and a half uh, probably around even money there and also over five and a half uh, for the uh, full game here. I think Vegas in the first period is not a bad look either. You'd expect early in the game the maybe thing. Vegas to come out, but can they sustain it for 60 minutes? Yeah. Because obviously that was their issue uh, the other night. Uh, so I might actually, I might bet that because I do think this is a strong, strong redemption type of spot. And Vegas has been money in the bank off a loss for yep. a very, very long time now. So, But I don't know if they if, if it'll be a full game win. I think it could be, but that first period definitely looks a little bit safer, uh, in my I, opinion. I would say this is a good bet. game to follow people like Alex and Melissa, you know, for their live betting advice, because yeah. this is a great live bet game, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Vegas first period, um, I could go either minus a half, plus 175, but I think I'll be a little bit safer and go just minus 120. First period for Vegas. Uh, that way, if it's tied uh, at the intermission, at the first intermission, it'll be a push. You just get your money back. So I might just do that. Vegas minus 120 uh, first period uh, in that one. All right. Winnipeg Jets, Calgary Flames next up on the uh, slate. We've got the uh, Jets, or sorry, we've got Calgary here, minus 120 to minus 125 home favorites, total five and a half shaded to the under. Look, I hope for one night Winnipeg can get their shit together because, to me, Calgary can't be favored over Winnipeg. Winnipeg is still, uh, to me, the better team uh, overall. They're going to be in the playoffs still, even though they're just reeling right now with seven straight losses. And Calgary Calgary can say all they want. We've got you know a snowball's chance in hell still of making the playoffs. They aren't. It's done for the Calgary Flames. It's over. I mean, the final uh, chances that they had to make the playoffs were doused the other night. 
uh, when they lost to uh, Edmonton. And then, of course, Montreal keeps on winning. And I think Montreal coming back to beat Toronto uh, the other night in overtime and getting two points, that was pretty much all she wrote as far as uh, Calgary making the playoffs uh, in my mind here. Uh, yeah, the Jets are reeling, but this is all about value. Okay, and a few weeks ago, Winnipeg is not plus 110 or plus 115 in this game. Uh, against the Calgary Flames. No, in fact, this would be even money. And if anything, Winnipeg would be a small road favorite uh, in this game. One month ago, this line is Winnipeg minus 115 against Calgary. Mm-hmm. But because of the struggles of Winnipeg and, and Calgary's been you know, perceived to be this team with a lot to play for, battling for their playoff lives, you're now getting Calgary as a favorite when they're not, this is the wrong team favored uh, in my mind, doesn't mean Winnipeg's going to win. Like they got issues right now. Goaltending's gone south. They're not scoring. They miss Nick Ehlers. Where's Wheeler? Where's Connor? Even Kyle Connor's been quiet lately. Where's Shifley? Where the hell is Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler? They, they've gone in the tank offensively the last couple of games for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. The depth scoring has slowed up. They don't have Lowry. They miss him. Great two-way forward. Defenses uh, turn the puck over too much and, and not been sound in their coverages uh, in their own zone. It's a whole gamut of issues right now uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat that, uh, but the bottom line is we're, we're betting value. We're betting prices. We're betting what the odds makers give us. What the odds makers have given us here is value with Winnipeg. Win or lose, even though they've lost seven in a row, they're, they're a better team than Calgary right here, and I'm going to be on them in that plus 110 to plus 115 range uh, in this game. You can't tell me Calgary truly believes in their heart of hearts at this point that they're still going to make the playoffs. You can't tell me that. They can't look me in the, in the face. Johnny Gaudreau can't say, hey, Ian Cameron, we can make the Stanley Cup playoffs this year without you know being, if he, trying to sound serious. You can't. It's, it's over for them. It's not going to happen. They're not going to catch Montreal. They're not going to catch Winnipeg. It's done uh, for Calgary. Yeah. If the Jets don't snap out of it tonight, they may not win another game the rest of this regular season. So uh, give me the Jets here, plus 110. Jimmy, what do you think here, Winnipeg and Calgary? I, I mean, you, you make great points, Dan. you got to think about it right now. If Winnipeg doesn't win this game, I'm, I'm just telling you, I don't have any – you know, second, like back, back me up facts on this, but I'm telling you that right now there is chatter amongst NHL management folks, scouts, what have you. People are on the league right now, literally wondering if Paul Maurice makes it to the playoffs. Okay. So, wow. so, so uh, uh, before the end of the regular yes. season firing, holy there, shit. There is chatter about that. Now, of course, this is just speculation and it, this could just be, you know, some people maybe have it out for Maurice and they're trying to start that speculation and start these rumors. But you got to look at it right now. They are in a free fall, like really bad free fall at the worst possible time. So I, I think this game right now, if you're the Winnipeg Jets, you got to look at it. All right. Do we do we want to play for him anymore? Do we want do we love this guy? And based on things I've heard from people within that team, they do. Um, now, I don't like the, the whole reaction of Shifley there. He hasn't reacted to the benching. He hasn't stood up like he should and, and led the way and, and answered the bell. That's not a good sign to me. But at the same time, I, this, this game just means way more for Winnipeg than it does for Calgary to me. They need to stop this the bleeding right now. I'm with you. I'm going to jump on that as well. Give me the Jets money line. I'm also going to do another play in this too. Give me the over in this game as well. All right, like an over the total at five and a half, even money, plus 100 on that with the over five and a half here uh, in this one. And look, it's five and a half because Winnipeg's offense has dried up. It's it's com- come to a complete halt, uh, screeching halt. And, and Calgary is more of a defensive team these days under Sutter. So that's why it's five and a half. But uh, uh, Jimmy liking the over, and we both like Winnipeg here in this game. It's just funny to all of a sudden, and I'm hearing stuff like that too, that you know, Paul Maurice, there's some – He's walking on a little bit of shaky ground right now uh, for this Jets well, team. Uh, yeah. But the, the fact remains, Jimmy, Kevin Dayoff's got to think to himself, I'm responsible too. I thought well, the see, one deal with the deadline to fix my very, very shaky blue line was Jordy Ben. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? You think that's going to fix the problem with your blue line? A depth barely can crack a top six yep. on any team, and that's your solution to get this blue line better for playoff time? I mean, come on. Well, I go mean, go read Elliot it. Friedman's thirty-one thoughts from yesterday, yeah. and I, you know, go down and find the thoughts that were on the Winnipeg Jets that basically said that Shovel Dayoff 
wanted Maurice to play one of their young defensemen. I forget the name off the top of my head right now. And he went with another guy. And that they're button heads right now. Like, hey, okay, you got me the roster. Now I'm supposed to coach it. Let me do what I want. Let me play the guys I want. So it's not good there right now. And and, and for people to say, oh, well, why would a team that's going to the playoffs ever do that? Uh, well, go, go, go check the New Jersey Devils. Go talk to Lou Lamorello. It's been done. And it's been done by more people other than them. So it's an interesting thing to follow as we wind down the season. Yeah, I, th- I think that was a disappointing trade deadline for Sheffield. And I like Sheffield Day off. Like the, the job overall he's done there is very good. But this was a terrible trade deadline for him, okay? He knew, he knew he had to get something big time for this blue line. This blue line's a, 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 the, the, the sore spot with yep. this Winnipeg team. I think their offense long-term and maybe even as early to, as tonight will be fine. They'll start scoring again. They've got too many good players up front. But the blue line is where the issue is. And unfortunately for Shevel Dayoff, I'm sure he tried. He, he's not. A, he's, he's a smart guy. He's done a good job. He knew he had to upgrade the blue line. But at the end of the day, he didn't get it done. And his one addition was Jordy Ben. Jordy Ben's not going to move the needle, all right, on this Winnipeg Jets blue line and make them leaps and bounds better. Hell, he may barely even suit up come playoff time for this Jets team uh, on that blue line. And unfortunately, that's the only addition he made to a, 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 a clear area that was needed to be improved at the trade deadline and uh, disappointing. I thought that, you know, I thought they would be much more uh, aggressive and be able to do a lot more uh, to upgrade that blue line. And it just did not happen uh, for the, uh, uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets, so yeah. uh, definitely uh, concerned about that. What do you talk about, Yarich Kubel? New York Rangers have fired John Davidson and Jeff Gordon. No, I no. think he's just yeah. That's that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Okay, no. I was just making sound like whoa. No, um, and by the way, though, speaking of uh, yeah, I don't know. No, it has happened. It has happened. Larry Brooks just retweeted it. No, yes, shocker. Rangers have fired John Davidson and Jeff Gordon. New what? York Post has learned. Chris Drury will remain with the organization and will have a prominent role. So I apologize, Yarich. It did happen. Yeah, Elliot too. Friedman just tweeted it. Sorry about that. We, we never know. There's some morons in the past that tweet false rumors and innuendo and all that. No, this is real, 100%. Um, Rangers have indeed parted ways with John Davidson, president of hockey operations, and Jeff Gorton, general manager. Wow. How are you feeling, David Quinn? <laughs> now he's dangling in the wind. <laughs> wow. What the? Yeah, that's a lot. breaking news on the ice, guys. As we're, Okay, uh, here's oh. here's my theory on this, all right? And I know we, we still got a couple games here. Some game in New York, too, I think we're supposed to talk about. I don't know. Do you know who's playing in New York tonight, Ian? Uh, that game is uh, not, not anything uh, – significant happening there so we're yeah, not talking about that game on the we show we won't even get to that uh, game no, we won't even get to that no <laughs> you know what the cat's out of the bag we were going to save we you know what i was going to do you ruined the surprise oh you were really going to take it to the limit huh? i was going to go through every game i was going to go through the rest of the card winnipeg calgary the la arizona colorado san jose <laughs> and then after Ian's worse than me guys it's worse than me <laughs> and then after colorado san jose jimmy no lie I was going to say, all right, we've gotten through the uh, Wednesday Let's card. Let's get to we'll our best, best bets. In just a second, yeah. And then I'll do my little DraftKings spiel. Oh, man, sorry. I, I didn't think you were going to take it What are you doing, guys? Caps Rangers, Caps Rangers, get to it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was really going to have everybody going uh, at this point, but uh, – no, I'm I'm floored too. What? Oh, uh, that would have been beast, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, like they're saying there, that would have been beast. I, I, that's my bad, guys. I brought the idea in a private chat up to Ian as yeah. we started the show, and I just figured, you know, we were getting. But then this, I, I'm sorry that the whole Brooks news here triggered, you know, triggered that thought in my head. Like, but seriously, regarding that firing, guys, think about this. They go and they they post that tweet last night. Do you notice that nobody signed it? That letter? It was just New York Rangers, uh, you know, statement from the New York Rangers. There was no name under it. Correct. Yes. Exactly. Which tells me that Gordon and Davidson wanted no part of that. And then it was ordered from above and ownership. That was Dolan. And they probably went to him and probably gotten a huge thing with him last night. And and, there, and then a, it probably led to a lot of other philosophical differences. But I'm guaranteeing that whole incident last night with that tweet had something to do with it. 
Because how do you fire Gordon and Davidson right now, considering how well they built this team up? They promised their fans three years ago, we're going on a rebuild, bear with us. They sneak into the bubble last year. They're way ahead of schedule. They're doing great building this team. They've got a great goalie. They've got, they've got a Norris Trophy winner, potentially. Those are That's all the work of Gordon and his staff. How, how in the hell could you fire these guys right now, except if there was a major philosophical difference on something between ownership? This seems to me more emotional than it does using your head and thinking things through. This seems like a knee-jerk reaction. Something happened in New York. There, that's. I think I. I don't. I don't know if you're a hundred percent right, but I think you're pretty damn close to nailing this one, because you're right. I mean, the job they've done with the line with the offense, bringing in Panarin, Kako, they draft him, and he's starting to percolate. Zabanajad, of course, has been such a wonderful. That's going to go back in time as just a steal for the Rangers, getting Mika Zabanajad, and look what he's done. Adam Fox is developing right before our eyes as a potential elite defenseman. Uh, in this league, you've got two good young goalies in yep. Yorgiev and especially Shesterkin. Um, they've done a really good job, Davidson and Gorton, that combo. This is, you're right, this is ownership saying, you went, you didn't like us going publicly saying we wanted the head of George Peros on a silver platter for, you know, giving Tom Wilson a slap on the wrist, barely that in the eyes of a lot of people. You weren't with us on that decision, John Davidson. You weren't with us, Jeff Gorton. See you later. Adios, you're either with us or you're against us type of deal. I think there's definitely something to it that. Happens. And you know what the issue is that J- John and Jeff would have had with it, and they said it all night on TSN and Sportsnet analyzing the Ranger statement, it's not proper protocol and no. proper it's unprofessional know, way to go about it, saying this guy's unfit, a member of the NHL, of the league, a higher up in the league offices, to say he's unfit and to say he should be fired. You're just not supposed to say that kind of shit publicly. And, and hello, what do you what do you think it does for the range? Like what kind of pickle do you think it puts that team in where they're gonna need a favor? What happens when one of their players crosses the line, which could be oh tonight? Yeah. Like you we're 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 going into a game where the whole world is waiting for us to deliver payback. Okay. Everyone is waiting for retribution right now. And if our players don't do it. They're going to be viewed as cowards, okay? And you put us in this position where we're going to need every little favor we can pull in the NHL Department of Player Safety after one of our guys takes out Nicholas Backstrom. Now what do you think is going to happen? You moron. That, and I'm sure that they said that. And, and this is what happens when ownership dabbles in shit they shouldn't dabble in. Let the hockey people do their job. Yeah, and that's always been a problem for Dolan especially. I mean, that's always with the Knicks all the time. Yeah, that's always been an issue for him. Uh, (laughs) uh, No question about that. And um, yeah, that's always uh, someone that beats to his own drum. And if you're not on the. There you go. Exactly what I'm saying right now. Yep. There we go. Frank Saravalli was as good as it gets with Drager and McKenzie and Chris Johnston and Elliot Freed. You go on any of those guys. There must follows on Twitter when there's breaking news because they're always on top of it. Uh, and Frank Saravalli saying, yes, sources say John Davidson and GM Jeff Gorton, they distanced themselves from the team statement that was issued on Tuesday. They told the executives they did not know it was in the works and they really wanted no part of that. So uh, there we go. Um, so we got Rangers shit show off the ice. We'll get to that game. There's so much to dissect now. It's like, man, it's a mind, uh, mind fuck, you know, now trying to compartmentalize all the different things and factors and situations uh, surrounding that Capitals and Rangers game tonight. But um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's not merit to fire these two guys in my mind for the job they've done with the on-ice product with this New York Rangers team. Um, and, and like I say, I get it. I get why Jeff and John feel that way. You know, it's just, it's never been done before to break protocol, uh, break, you know, you know, uh, you know, the ground rules, so to speak, to basically vehemently publicly excoriate a higher up ranked official in the NHL league, with this case being the head of player safety, George Peros, you know, and they feel that way. The NHL, I guarantee you, uh, Bettman and Daly, when they saw that statement, they probably had to, you know, I thought they probably had to pick themselves up off the floor from shock or something when they saw that, 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 that was being said publicly. 
uh, about one of their ranked officials. But they'd feel that way about like if you're if you're going to publicly blast the marketing person, the marketing department for the NHL, they'll take issue with that. They're going to stand up for their guys. Or they're going to have an issue with you publicly saying he's got to be fired. He's got to be out on his can. They'll be angry about that. The NHL in any department. I mean, it's they will stand up for one of their guys, and it's just not typically something you see happen or teams say that publicly, that, hey, this guy's unfit. He needs to be fired. It's the first time I've ever seen it. This is nuts. It is, yeah. And now the GM and, and, a, and a president of hockey ops and a GM who've done a magnificent job for the most part with this team. They've had their odd mistakes here and there. Don't get me wrong. D'Angelo, of course, being one of them. But nevertheless, for the most part, they've done a good job based on merit based on performance, they should not be losing their jobs, Jimmy. Simple as that. It's wow. just, wow. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just dumbfounded right now, yep. guys. Yep. I mean, um, this is, like, let me just tell you that, you know, for our viewers out here, I'll just give you a little inside info here. Like, Jeff Gordon and John Davidson, amongst their peers, are just respected beyond belief. Like, people look at Jeff Gordon and the job he's quietly done, and he's one of these guys that doesn't seek attention. He's not in the spotlight that much. And they look at what he's done with that team it, since he wrote that letter to, to the fans. And then John Davidson, of course, who is a great ambassador for any team he's ever worked for, for the game itself. This is just, wow. It makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, he's respected because he's done a good job. The, how he's carried himself off the ice. I mean, this is uh, this is This is like you know, this is like firing a, a GM that just won the Stanley Cup or, or the, the, the previous season. It would be that's what this is. This is because on merit and performance, these are guys that shouldn't be losing employment right now with with what they've done, with what they've accomplished, with how they yeah. built this team. And if you're David Quinn, uh, you know. Say what you want. I've I've been on the fence with Quinn. You know, I, not I don't love him, but I don't d dislike the job he's done either. Um, but obviously, this is bad news for him because you know this is a house cleaning. They're going to get a new GM. He's going to want his own guy. Uh, yeah, uh, David Quinn knows the right writing may be on the wall. But uh, yeah, an absolute stunner uh, today wow. with this news. Um, and we'll try to pick ourselves up off the mat and try to finish off the last three games of this card. Uh, Colorado and uh, San Jose. Uh, we've got Colorado minus 265 road favorites. Total six here uh, shaded to the over in this one. Uh, we'll have to wait and see who's in net uh, for the uh, Sharks. They've been going back and forth, back and forth between goalies. Jones was terrible again in the last game for the Sharks that they lost to Colorado. In fact, they had a chance to win, but they blew it. And Jones was again... Not very good. And Bob Bugner didn't hold back. He said, we just need a save. Like he really was, he really went after Jones uh, after that loss to Colorado the other night. So not a surprise at all that they're going back to the young kid. Yosef uh, Kojanash uh, is going to be in net tonight for the uh, San Jose Sharks. Doesn't shock me one bit the way Bugner was so upset with Martin Jones. So it'll be Kojanash in net for the uh, Sharks tonight. Uh, Colorado uh, on the flip side. We know they're still banged up a little. Byram, Saad, uh, Gerard out on the blue line as well. Um, some injuries. They barely got by San Jose last time. Can they do it again? I don't know if I trust San Jose enough. Uh, this Kojanash kid's been good at times, not so good at others. He's been inconsistent too. Um, he is a guy that they've got some high hopes for long term that could be a pretty capable NHL goalie, but we need to see a lot more. Sample size is just too small. I'd probably lean right back on an over. I mean, the first meeting stayed under, but the last two have both gone over the total with these two. And San Jose, it's difficult for me to ever take them under. So the lean for me here would be uh, over the total. I know with everything that was just announced with the Rangers, it's difficult to refocus and uh, uh, pivot to getting back to the games. But pivot, we must. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Colorado and uh, San Jose. Sorry about that. I look at this game right now, and I think that Colorado knows, yeah, they, they won the other night, but they know they sh that should have been a lot different than it was. You know, I mean, they're looking at that game saying there were a lot of things wrong with our game. So I imagine they come back tonight a little more charged up, a little more focused. And, and you know, look, you're not, you're not going to get great value on them. So that's why I'm going to look at that first period uh, puck line. Give me the avalanche on that. 
All right, Colorado, first period puck line, minus a half goal, and you'll be able to get that around even money uh, in this one. Uh, Next up, LA Kings, Arizona Coyotes uh, in this one, basically playing for exercise. I mean, for Arizona, the playoffs are kind of like with Dallas. They're still mathematically alive, kind of like Calgary. They're still mathematically alive, but really, they're not making it. Uh, They're just too far behind uh, the team they have to catch and not enough games left to make up the ground. Uh, Arizona minus 130 to minus 135 home favorites, total five and a half shaded to the under. Um, This might be an over for me uh, in this one. Aiden Hill is going to be a net for the Coyotes um, tonight instead of uh, Kemper Peterson, probably for the Kings. But we just saw these teams play the other night, uh, the Kings and the uh, Coyotes. Uh, And you see L.A., they're still finding ways to score goals, of course, uh, you know, they lost uh, Jonathan Quick uh, in the last game to an upper body injury, which is why it looks like Cal Peterson uh, is going to be a net. But I think you're probably going to see a little bit of a looser uh, type of game here uh, in this one. You know, it was 3-2 the other night. It stayed under. Uh, I could see this one being a little bit different and just get up and over the number. Um, don't have any interest backing either side. Again, I, we told you the other night, don't lay the price with Arizona just because they need to win. And sure enough, they lost 3-2 out of the Kings in that game. It would be a lean to LA, uh, just a lean though. I'm not going to back the Kings. I might get on the over though. The over is five and a half plus 115. Two teams not in the playoffs. Could see a little bit of a looser style of hockey, a little bit more of an up and down trade chances kind of game. So Kings Coyotes over makes some sense to me here. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? Kings Coyotes. I think my friend, I'm right with you. I, I, you know, I was looking at this uh, earlier before I got on and and thinking about it as we've been talking, waiting to get to this game. And yeah, I mean, the over is great in this game. I feel like these guys, I mean, you you got Arizona who still thinks they have a chance. So they're going to come out full fire ahead, you know, and, and then you got LA who really doesn't give a shit right now. They're just having fun out there. They're playing, they're loose, you know, kind of like the devils have been lately. Look at the devils Bruins last night. What happened in that third period? That's the type of thing I see happening right now. Maybe a good in-game betting opportunity as well, but give me that over for the total for sure. Yeah, I mean, the math is not on Arizona's side. They're five behind St. Louis, five points behind St. Louis with three games left. So that means they have to win out, and the Blues have six games left. I mean, it's just not going to happen for uh, Arizona uh, in terms of catching St. Louis. So I think we'll see a little bit of a wide-open game. All right, uh, that's the uh, Wednesday card. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we do have one more game left. So, yeah, that's what I was going to do. Yeah, and then <laughs> make everybody's chain uh, and think we weren't going to talk about, obviously, the game that everybody's excited and anxious to see unfold tonight. I mean, how could you not be? We're going to talk about it right now. Washington Capitals, New York Rangers. Here you go. Uh, Washington minus 135, uh, road favorites in this game. Uh, the total six across the board. Um so I have been for the last couple of days. Uh, we know that all the situations now off the ice. Davidson and Gorton fired. Wilson no suspension. Probably going to play tonight. Maybe the Rangers go after him. Maybe they have some more muscle in the lineup tonight. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe they go after a Backstrom, or they go after yes. you know someone else. Uh, yep. You know th- th- they could do that as well. This could get real nasty, real chippy. It should be a very spirited, intense game. But we talked about it the last couple of days on the show. Jimmy and I, and even Alex on uh, on the weekend when Alex was with us, that the New York Rangers at that point in time had become a fade team for me with the fact that they aren't going to catch Boston for that final spot, that they've been losing games to the Islanders back-to-back. They're resting guys. They kept Kreider and they kept Truba out of the lineup uh, over the weekend uh, due to injury or maintenance or whatever the case. And it was just writing on the wall. Does this team, they don't look like they give a shit anymore. Uh, and they did lose, of course, to Washington in that crazy game the other night with the Wilson incident. Panarin, of course, left that game after what happened, uh, after getting roughed up by Wilson. And now he's out for the rest of the season, won't play another game. So they're without him tonight. But a Rangers team that previously you think they're just going to go quietly into the night the rest of the regular season now you got to re-examine things after what happened the other night and say, did you just wake them up? Do they have a reason to give a shit now? Do they have a reason to come out full bore and really try to beat this Washington Capitals team tonight? I think the answer is yes. That if there's one game that the Rangers are going to rise up and play it like a meaningful playoff game, it's going to be tonight against the Washington Capitals after everything that went down just a couple of nights ago uh, between these two teams. So, 
I was on Washington. We, we all really like Washington uh, going into that game the other night after back-to-back losses to Pittsburgh. Uh, even without Ovechkin, uh, Ovechkin actually came back in that game, but you can pretty much say he didn't play. He got injured, and, and after one shift, uh, he left the game and he didn't return. Uh, even with the absences for Washington, TJ Oshie was away from the team, uh, passing of his father. Uh, real sad to see that, obviously, and he was very close with his dad. Um, so that's why he was away with the t- from the team, but he's back with them tonight. They're actually going to wear an emblem on their helmets uh, in honor of TJ's father, so very good to see that. But they've also got other personnel issues. Ovechkin's out again uh, after briefly returning the other night. Um, Kuznetsov's out with COVID issues, plus just being general pain in the ass issues uh, for the Washington Capitals right now. Missing team meetings. Uh, had to, another issue where he broke COVID protocols earlier in the year. Uh, I think the Capitals are getting fed up with his antics a little bit. Uh, Sam Sonov's out. So there's still some key contributors out here tonight for Washington, including uh, Ovechkin. It'll be Vanacek and Georgiev in net. I'm not rushing to lay the price with Washington here. I, I know I had them the other night, and they're still the better team. They've got a lot more at stake in the standings, obviously, battling for first place with Pittsburgh, who won last night. So it's very imperative for Washington to keep pace. But the Rangers are going to give a shit tonight. I'd be shocked if they roll over tonight and have no effort and, and look lethargic. They should be charged up. I expect them to be. Now, there's a shit show going on with uh, in the front office now, clearly, with what we've just heard in the last 30 minutes with Davidson and Gorton being canned. So how does that impact them mentally? Who knows? Look at all the layers. Look at all the factors you can talk about going into this game. It's absolutely insane. So I'm going to wrap it up by saying this. Washington's the better team. I'm not betting against them. But the Rangers, with their charged-up mentality and waking up the beast with that Wilson incident the other night, I'm not going against them either uh, in this game, the Rangers. So what do I see happening? I see a chippy game, a lot of penalties, a lot of power plays. And you know what we see when that happens? And the refs are going to have a tight whistle tonight. I'm sure they've been instructed. Tight whistle. Don't let this shit get out of hand tonight with these two teams. Keep both teams in line. Don't let it get nuts. Don't let it get batshit crazy. If you need to be extra lenient, if you need to be extra tough with the calls tonight, do it. So I think we're going to see a lot of penalties, a lot of power plays. And usually when you get that, what do you get? More chances for goals and ultimately more goals. So I'm on the over here uh, in this game, over the six in this one. Uh, The side is too tough. I think Washington is the, and Washington might want to come back at the Rangers and maybe show that, hey, you know, we're coming back too in this game, and uh, we don't appreciate uh, uh, what you said uh, about our teammate, Wilson. So we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, but the Rangers, I think, for one game, Jimmy, for one game tonight, you're going to get a Rangers team that shows up, I think, on the ice tonight. Now, the concern for them is where the offense come from. Kreider might not play again, and Panarin's out. But I think they show up tonight big time, the Rangers, and I think we'll see goals. So I like the over uh, in this game. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts on the uh, game of the century? It's got that feel to it uh, in the NHL tonight, Capitals and Rangers. <laughs> well, you know, there's some things that go through my head in terms of analogies to this and, and what a dud I think we're in for. I don't think anything's going to happen. I, I think it's going to be a – really? We all tuned in for that? That's what I think is going to happen right Sometimes now. that happens, Jimmy. That's you're right. Sometimes because we're all in this – powder keg and implosion and it's yeah. a very clean game i mean if look am i am i not if i'm a ranger right now and i'm looking at the rangers roster am i not looking at all right well you know tj Oshie just lost his dad i'll stay away from him but mm, nicholas backstrom looks like a good target yeah they're doing that they're totally looking at guys right now to go after and, and even a score and and send a message they totally are and for anyone that thinks that doesn't happen and oh my god that's barbaric well Go back and live in your cave because it happens. It's happened throughout the course of the NHL. It still happens, and it will always happen until the NHL does something about not letting us get into these situations. That's just the way it is. But it usually tends to happen a game later down the line because you maybe you're going to see a guy drop the gloves of Wilson, and that's going to be it, and that'll be the end of it. But in terms of somebody getting seriously hurt on the Capitals – if you're, you have to be an idiot to try and do that right now because you know the league's watching you. You know the Department of Player Safety is looking at you right now. Your bonehead owner just wrote a letter on Twitter 
telling me I'm unfit to to do my job. You think George Paros isn't pouncing at the chance right now to suspend a ranger? Are you kidding me? I mean, it, it was just so asinine. And now, now he goes and blames it on his GM and his president of hockey operations. So, no, this we're not going to see the all-out war that everyone thinks in this game. And another reason we're not going to see is because the Rangers are too small. They'll get their ass kicked. So I think there's going to be a fight. I think that's going to be it. I think we'll see a couple chippy penalties to begin with. We're going to see some yapping and blah, blah, blah. But we're not going to see any, you know, Charlestown Chiefs and the – uh, going up against Syracuse and Ogie Oglethorpe coming out of the stands here. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry to deflate you. I'm not even going to watch the game. I think it's a waste of time. If I'm going to bet on the game, though, what I would do is exactly what Ian did there because I do think there'll be a lot of minor infractions. A lot of yeah, that is going on and power plays and power play after power play after power play because the refs are going to call everything under the sun. So if I'm betting on this, which I will, I'm going to take the over. So give me that over in this game. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, Elliot Freeman on Twitter just said Chris Drury is officially president of hockey operations and the general manager uh, of the New York Rangers moving forward. So, uh, well, good luck to him. I wouldn't want to work for an asshole like Dolan. Sorry. Yeah. And he's the only thing I, 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 I'm, I'm happy for the Knicks. I'm happy for the fans of the Knicks that they're, the basketball teams had this renaissance resurgence season, fourth in the East. Are you kidding me? In the NBA, what they've done. But the only person I'm not happy for is Dolan. Because I'd, I'd, I've never been a fan of Dolan. He's treated former players of organizations, uh, of the Knicks and Rangers organizations like garbage uh, in the past as well. Uh, so, yeah, there's issues with him. Uh, very, very well known what they are. Um, but uh, nevertheless, yeah, Jimmy, I, I agree with you. There'll be a lot of penalties. Now, I'm not saying a lot of five-minute majors, a lot of fights, a lot of 10-minute or game misconducts or, you know, crazy shit where there's you know cheap shots all over the place and hits from behind and sticks in the face and slashes to the to the leg or anything like that i'm talking about though it's still going to be a physical game yes yeah. we're going to get some rough stuff scrums after the whistle um hopefully the rangers put some muscle in there because that's you're right the reason why tom wilson ran around like a uh, uh like an animal the other night is because there's no one that would answer the bell or answer the call for the Rangers. Hopefully they're smart enough, whether it's going down to the AHL team, pulling someone up, calling them up and putting someone with some muscle and some force in the lineup. I think they have to do that tonight. You know, you have to. Here's another thing to think of Ian too, why you might not see the physical comeback or, you know, the, even the score uh, aspect from the Rangers too is all right. I go out and I take out Tom Wilson, but guess what? I still got to deal with Zidane Char. Exactly. Don't think that him waiting in the you know in the weeds. Well, he can't yeah. really wait in the weeds because he's so goddamn big. He'd stick right out. But don't think him sitting in the weeds waiting to come in and, and defend his teammate is isn't an intimidation for the Rangers either. This whole situation sucks for the Rangers. Let's yeah. be let's be real. And then yeah. and then Dolan has to go and throw another grenade in it as well. So. Yeah, it is what it is. What a mess! It is what it is, and you're right with the Capitals. They've got a they got a bunch of guys that are just they can handle themselves physically, yeah. and the Rangers lack that completely. Unless they, they call up a, a guy or two from the AHL, they've got Dylan. That Brendan Dylan can throw down on Garnet the Hathaway. Garnet Hathaway, Wilson, of course. Um, there's there's another Chara, of course, is obviously can do it and is a physical a behemoth out there. The Rangers just don't have that capability. At least not the capability to match what Washington has in that department. So that's why they're up against it. That's why you always – you're right. To your point, Jimmy, is it worth the Rangers' while to really look at tooth for a tooth and an eye for an eye in this game from a physicality standpoint? I don't know because that's a war I don't think they can win uh, against this Washington team. So it's a fascinating game. We'll see uh, how it plays out tonight. Uh, that now is the end of the Wednesday uh, NHL card. To the relief of everyone <laughs> watching and listening, we did get to the Ranger Capital game. Uh, before we get to best bets, this was a great show, fun show. We got crazy breaking news on the show with the Rangers. So uh, lots going on, uh, plenty going on in the sports betting world, which is why I want to remind you to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball Daily. When you download DraftKings, sign up for an account, you will get a uh, deposit bonus, weekly specials, and incentives. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 
sign up for an account and use the promo code uh, THPN. All right. It has been a longer show than we expected because of the insane news that we just heard from the uh, Rangers with the dismissal of their president of hockey ops and GM out of the blue. Um, But nevertheless, a great show. Lots to talk about, lots to dissect and lots to choose from on this Wednesday card in terms of best bets. And look, the best bet run is good for me, Jimmy. Nine and three, 75% with my last 12 best bets on the show. It's been a good run. Killing it. We'll try to keep it going tonight. But Jimmy, we'll start with you. Best bet tonight. What do you like? Ooh, there is a lot here, and there's a lot to decide for the for, from this one. But you know what? I'm going to go back to the one of the first games we spoke about in that Tampa-Dallas game. And I like that under a lot. Tampa's just been hitting on these unders a lot right now. Like we both agreed, they're trying to round their team into that good two-way hockey right now and clamp down and play playoff-style hockey. And then you got Dallas who's, you know, grinding for offense, struggling to find ways to score. So give me the under in that game is my best bet. All right. Liking Dallas and Tampa Bay under five and a half. Jimmy Murphy for best bet. Uh, Mine is going to be the uh, game we just talked about. I figured it's the game of the night. Why not make it the best bet of the night uh, in the NHL? Rangers Capitals over six. It went over the total with room to spare the other night. And now I think you've got an even uh, better chance for even more penalties, power play. And by the way, you talk about power plays that are clicking and teams you don't want to give power plays to. The Rangers and the Capitals would be on that list. Even without Panarin, you've still got Sabanajad, Strom. You might have Kreider back. Uh, Puchnevich, Kako is starting to get it rolling offensively. Lafreniere has been more impactful lately. You've still got enough weapons there. And it goes without saying Washington, how dangerous they are with the man advantage. So if this game has a few more minor penalties than normal, you have power plays to take advantage of it. Rangers, Capitals, over six, minus 110. Uh, that is my best bet for this Wednesday NHL card. Uh, that And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Great show today. A reminder, uh, we are on YouTube live with the Ice Guys seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, you can download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games. and Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo as well. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.